0: Welcome to Americana Station podcast. Uh, thanks so much. It's Tinny Ra- Rain, correct?
1: Yes, Tenny, Tenny Rain.
0: Rain. All right. And uh, so you're from Chattanooga originally, but uh, you've been all around the world. Uh, are you currently in Chattanooga?
1: No, I my family, my parents and my sister are in Chattanooga, but we are currently living in Kingsport, Tennessee, in okay. the Tri-Cities region you know, near Bristol and Johnson City.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Johnson City is great. Um, so you have a new record. It's kind of holiday themed, right? Um, yeah.
1: So singles, I, it's singles. a mini, mini EP, but released mm-hmm. as singles this time around, hopefully someday a full album.
0: So, uh, what made you decide to do like, uh, I guess a single EP versus a full album?
1: Lots of things. So yeah. there's always the balance, right? Of access to studio time finances right. all of that side of things and then there's also the being ready for it right there's the the testing the waters and trying to figure out working in new environments and new systems with new people so mm-hmm. when i recorded these i was i was abroad i was in sweden um, over the summer playing and and living and I had an, the awesome opportunity to meet to meet and work with some some great musicians there, and to be in a studio there. And it was it was an exploration in a lot of different ways, right? Being in in a much larger larger studio space, adding more instrumentation than I had done in the past, and so there was that that consideration of okay, as I'm walking into this, what is it that I want to get out of it, right? What is the goal? What's the end point? And I had these holiday songs that I knew I wanted to record someday. And I felt like in that moment represented or presented an opportunity to play a little bit more, right. To, to stay true to your sound, but also it's like, okay, these are holiday songs. They're, they're supposed to be a little bit different than what people have maybe heard from you in the past. And so it gave, it gives, it gave me a little bit more, just courage, I guess, to say like, okay, yeah, let's try. Let's try this. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it not feel, not feel as much pressure in that, on that decision. And so that was, that was a big reason around like, okay, I know I want to do these holiday songs. Um, And then there's also the side of it, right? I know you're in that independent musician space too. It's really nice to have something that is evergreen that you can point back to that doesn't have like an album life or an album cycle. It's like, Oh, you know what? It's November again. And so we can, you, you just have that consistency with your audience of something, something you can always point them to that that's you and is authentic and fits with their emotional space and what is happening in their life during, during a certain time. So there was the two sides of it. Right. Um, I think too, you know, going, going the singles route, we play holiday shows every year and we have an album worth of material and I, I didn't want to overdo it in that moment. I was like, I want to, I want to know that I'm going to get these really solid and done and then move from there. Right. Have, have the opportunity to record some more in the future and, have more releases coming, all of these things. So there's a lot of reasons that it's really great. There's also parts of it that are like, oh man, I wish that I did have a whole album because on, on the keeping people's interest side, all of that, like an album is easier to promote in a lot of ways, but singles also have the opportunity in the kind of new and changing music landscape of being those just like little touch points with your audience and with your fans. And, and so that was, those were kind of all the big reasons around them. I love how they turned out.
0: That's awesome. So uh, four songs, are they all originals? Are there any, I mean, I don't, by the, by the looks of the names, I haven't heard them if they are uh, covers, but uh, we've got meet me in Stockholm, cozy inside Rosemary and Evergreen and Tennessee snow.
1: Yeah, they are all originals. So the first one, Meet Me in Stockholm, that's a that is a separate single, a special single. It's not a holiday themed. Oh, okay. But it was a very appropriate one to include since I was recording in Sweden. I wrote that song mm. years ago when I was over there playing soccer and was really homesick. And so that that song came out of that time, but it was, I couldn't not record that. If I was going into the studio in Sweden, I would have just felt really wrong about it. Um, so that's that's an original tune that is a letter home, right? A, a hey, come come see me, I miss you a lot, uh, moment in time. And I've always been fortunate that some of my loved ones can can come over and and see me while I'm there. So that's really wonderful. And then the other three, yes, they're all original, original holiday tunes. So cozy inside. Um, is November fourth release and then rosemary and evergreens coming right after Thanksgiving this year and then Tennessee snow in early December.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, I am from Louisiana originally. So the Tennessee snow is is uh I've only experienced that the last eight years I've been here. Um the first year that I was here, I think was 2014. Yeah. And we got, at least here in Nashville, we got Uh, like eight inches and then we got like another three or four inches or something like it was ridiculous we were snowed in for over a week and I was just like that was my expectation (laughs) for Tennessee snow um, which is not always the case
1: no it's not and so that's kind of the fun the fun thing and I guess the theme or the feeling behind that song we don't get it a lot right Tennessee Mm -hmm. snow that the chorus is you know Tennessee snow it comes and it goes promise will be right here year after year And so there's, there's this fleetingness to snow in Tennessee, but when you're lucky, right, you get that big, like eight inches or 12 (laughs) inches. And it's for me, at least I, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, it's almost like this little respite in the holidays where it's like, okay, we can't go anywhere. We can't be in the chaos. We can't be in the bustle. Like we're home and we're together and let's make that part of the holidays too. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's, yeah, the, the Tennessee snow is, is not <laughs> something that we get a lot, but that song came out of, I guess it was a few years ago here. We had for the first time in a long time, a big snow and, and we just really loved it. You know, we just kind of holed up and, and made hot chocolate and made it, built a snowman and walked around in the park and, it was calm. And was lovely. that the
0: week where it was like two weeks in a row, like it snowed and then it melted and it froze. And then like the next week it snowed over that. So we were like stuck in for forever. Stuck
1: in forever. I yeah. probably, yeah. I imagine it was somewhat similar in Nashville and Kingsport are not yeah. neighbors, but they're not so, so far apart that right. it was probably not, not so different. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Um, so are you playing a lot of shows to support the record? Um, Playing like the Down Home or Songbirds, or
1: I haven't been able to get in Down Home yet. someday I hope I hope to. And Songbirds is a is definitely a dream. But we do have a couple of things coming up. So we're playing in Chattanooga on the twenty fifth to to support that that release, which I'm really excited about. Of at, November, yes, of okay. November, um, the twenty fifth of November at this awesome new newer venue in Chattanooga called the Redbud. Um, in downtown, on the south side, on Thirteenth Street, and so we'll be there. And then we're playing the Blue Plate Special in Knoxville on the 26th of the next day, November 26th, and then December 9th up in Abingdon, Virginia. So that that corresponds with the release for Tennessee Snow for that last single. And we're really excited about all three of those. And it's always fun to it's always fun to get down to Chattanooga and see see faces that i haven't seen for a while and um hang out with family yeah. it's a good place to play cuz i got a free place to stay
0: yeah that's um, always
1: the best <laughs> which, which is really great
0: do you have a full band when you travel or is it just it's you and your husband mostly
1: yeah just me and my husband he plays bass and i play mm-hmm. guitar and and do the singing i i try to get him to sing with me sometimes but he says i have to choose he can't sing and play bass <laughs> he says that's just too hard is he up uh, no, he plays electric mostly, okay. um, but we do have an acoustic bass too. That's what we that's what we you know jam jam with at home mostly. But we usually take the electric to shows just because it's a little bit easier for people oh, to yeah. dial in. A lot of people haven't seen acoustic mm-hmm. bases like guitar bass,
0: yeah. and so
1: they kind of look at you and they're like, ah. Uh. <laughs> mm, so we've stopped we've stopped taking that one out with us because it seems to always cause some consternation and some weirdness in the, mi- the house mix is just like, it's either super muddy or you can't hear it. And <laughs> <laughs> We've just stopped. Um, but yeah, guitar, bass, vocal. Sometimes I drag the keyboard out, but not super often. Um, cause traveling lean is nice.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I had a minivan for the longest time, but I just bought like a little, uh, Prius to get better gas mileage. And, uh, I don't know how well I thought that through because <laughs> you know, I, I, I can fit like a guitar and maybe a little bit of merch. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Cause then yeah, there's the merch boxes and there's, you know, your, your suitcase too. Like that has to go somewhere. You Racks. might have to get one of those Racks. like top boxes. Yeah. I've never seen a Prius with one, but I, you would, it would be cool. Cause you'd be the only one.
0: I'd be the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely can't sleep in the Prius. Be, no, not you
1: know. as easily
0: maybe curled up in the fetal position or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, I, I did it. I'm glad I did it and it'll be great on gas mileage, but, uh, it's definitely the smallest car I've ever owned. <laughs>
1: yeah. So we just, we sold my car for that reason. I had a Ford Focus ST that I had for years and I loved it, but it was, I, I couldn't even fit my PA system in it. Oh, right. Yeah. Like if I got the PA in, there was no instruments. Yeah. If I got the instruments in, PA. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're trying to assess right now. We we just take Jonathan's Accord. He has a Honda Accord. So it's not expansive, but it works. Yeah. Um we can usually get the the PA in the trunk and then the guitars in the back seat, and that usually goes okay. Um, but we're yeah, so I'm I'm in this like, oh okay, maybe I should get what do I get? Like, do I get a minivan? I'd love to get a Subaru, but they're kind of expensive. (laughs) So it's, you know, you gotta, it's, it's hard to balance the like, well, what, what capacity do you really need versus what car do you want? And, and those two things don't always match up. Cause like what I want is like a golden, red, yellow El Camino. but, that isn't super great for travel either because then you got to get like a cover for the bed and they're not really reliable you know all these things so we'll see what i end up with
0: well my thought is not a
1: prius is what i'm hearing
0: yeah well it's not i mean i i play solo a lot um yeah but the new record is very honky-tonk so i'm gonna be yeah next year going out with a band um so i'm gonna have to rent anyway i mean sure i'd have to I mean, I could probably take the minivan out, but it's getting to that age of like unreliability, so it was time to move on from it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I'll probably just end up renting anyway when I'm taking a band, so I just have to take that into account. That's not that big of a deal, but I think the Prius. We'll see. I'll I'll get back <laughs> to you next year. I'd when love to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely no naps in the Prius, though. Oh,
1: bummer.
0: Okay. So that's the one thing I, I will miss. I think is. Um, being at the venue, you know, four hours early. And, sure. Uh you just loading in at back two PM minivan. for
1: an eight PM show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just take a, a nap in the minivan. No big deal. Can't do that anymore. But
1: no. Oh. So uh,
0: uh I know that you're doing this this well, I guess they're singles, but EP uh kind of holiday deal. Um, do you have any plans towards a future release? Are you working towards um your next um, I guess, single or or EP?
1: Always, always. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm in the midst of, of team building right now for that Mm -hmm. next project. So I've been talking to some different musicians and, um, laying out what I, what I'm hoping for, for that right now. I, so I, (laughs) sometimes I maybe, should work forwards instead of backwards, but I think working backwards <laughs> works really well sometimes too. So I actually have a release date that I'm targeting already, but I haven't started recording. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I, I hope my, my vision, my goal, my next project would be a full length album for next fall for fall of 2023. I guess that is wow. Time flies. Um, yeah, it's and not even a year. It's not even a year, but I think that we can do it. I -hmm. think that, you know, all the songs, except for one that's kind of in, in flux, all the songs are finished, um, in terms of, you know, composition and lyrically, and I'm starting to work through the. What do I want on this piece? What is what is the sound? What is the instrument that goes here? And so that's the the meetings with different people right now. And I don't want to mention any names yet because we're not we're not committed and, and, and locked into anything, but really excited for that. There's there's some really amazing musicians in this area up in like up in Bristol and and around and around Kingsport too, that I'm excited to get to know a little bit better and hopefully get to work with. And I I hope, regardless of the album, so I'll, I'll say this, Will, regardless of the album being complete and ready, I will be releasing a single on September 29th of 2023 because it's the first full moon of fall mm-hmm. and that fits really well with this song. <laughs> so, <laughs> so regardless of how everything else goes, that song will be released on that day. So there will be a single next year Hopefully there'll be a full album. Um, if there's not, I may just kind of trail it out, do a, do whatever, you know, a couple of singles that are ready and then release the next fall, the full album. So there'll be something. There'll be something for people next year.
0: So uh, like writing and I guess musically uh, I, on your bio, it's, it says that Nancy Griffin, Griffith, uh, Carol King, John Prine, the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac or some of your influences. Um, yeah. Now, was that something that you like that got passed down from your family, or was that something you discovered on your own? Because those are some Yeah, so older... a, l- <laughs> a
1: lot of that got passed down from my family. Um, so my my dad it, was fifty when I was born. So mm-hmm. my parents are are a bit older, and so they uh, that's what I grew up listening to. We had, you know, I've I've had a minivan my whole life, and you know, I mentioned I played soccer. That was. You know, throughout adolescence as well, like travel, soccer, and all of these things. So, we had a six CD changer in the minivan, and those were some of the things that were rotating through there quite a bit. And so that that's a big that's a big part of the music. (laughs) You know, you just grow up listening to because that's who is being listened to by those who are in control of the six CD changer. Um, But we also we had a lot of fun other things that we. That we would roll through there that were smaller, you know, independent musicians, kind of like, you know, like you and I are today, that would come through Chattanooga at this awesome coffee shop called Charles and Myrtles that I grew up going to mm-hmm. before. Before we were on the road so much with soccer, that was like an every Saturday night thing from before I can even have memories, right? Like <laughs> remember. Um, and so there there was there was those influences too, which you know amazing writers like like Buddy Munlock, who actually was one of Nancy Griffith's influences. So she oh, wow. had um her my favorite album of hers, which I feel bad for because it's not actually any of her writing, but Other Voices, Other Rooms which I hope to do an album like that someday. I think it's just the coolest concept where she, she had the opportunity to pick kind of her influences and her songs and the artists. And so buddy Munlock Mm
0: -hmm. wrote
1: a song on that album coming down in the rain. And he was one of the ones that would come through that coffee house all the time. And I just thought that was the coolest thing, right? Like here's these like levels and layers of influences that are kind of coming together in that spot. So, um, Buddy Munlock, Pierce Pettis is another awesome writer that has come through there. Um, Buddy Munlock also wrote with Guy Clark a bit, I believe. So lots of, I lots met... of very. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You oh, met was... Guy Clark? Were you no, about to say you met I Guy wish, Clark?
0: I wish. No, I was gonna <laughs> say I met a bunch of the writers for Nancy Griffith's albums because I did uh, this thing at um, uh, City Winery uh, when, right after she passed away. And, oh yeah. Um, I I got the opportunity to uh, cover one of her songs, and then uh, I'm trying to remember. I actually have a list over here. Uh, uh, Kathy Mattea, Tom Paxton, Pat Alger, John Vesner, wow. um, a bunch of different people, and then just like people that didn't, you know, that, that we were just kind of featured. Uh, like Betsy Phillips was there, Jess Chicoy, Nora Jane Struthers, Amy Spees, um, and it was super cool. And then, um, believe it. Oh man, Nancy Griffith's manager came. Uh, Phil Phil Kaufman came by too. So it was it was just like the whole night was like you know you're the lowest on the totem pole. Just sure. like holy crap, <laughs> like all these all these people. And, <laughs> and then you go out and and try to do your best. You're like I hope I'm doing justice to this legend. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's
1: awesome. But yeah, so I think yeah, a lot of a lot of influences always come from you know what is it that you grew up listening to, um, and then and then going from there. I also it's funny too because I think there's there's artists I've always been really drawn to lyrics. So mm. the instrumentation is is one thing, and I know some people that's what they gravitate to. For me, it's always been the lyrics, and so mm. there's also like there's, there's bands and like styles of music that I wouldn't necessarily say like, oh, I love listening to that music. Mm-hmm. Um, but more like, I love the poetry of the lyricism. So other, like, I, I love Simon and Garfunkel's lyrics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like some of their songs. And then some of them, I'm just like, I would have, I would have chosen something different for these lyrics, but it worked for them. So that's great. Like, <laughs> um, another one I love, chris christopherson i think Mm -hmm. he's just the best writer and and we grew up grew up listening to all all that stuff too but yeah it was always it was always the lyrics for me and so
0: yeah i'm drawn
1: more to writers than to uh, um bands
0: i think and i mean like but chris christopherson you know wrote uh me and bobby mcgee which um janice joplin did you know like so like he he wrote some killer songs that like way bigger people did too um and did really really well yeah. but it's just amazing like Chris Christopherson, who isn't the best singer in the world, let's be honest like but like just contributed so much to to popular culture with with his writing that it's just mm-hmm. yeah that's a great example of someone that is not for everyone but lyrically is like just
1: and Genius. like an
0: actor like incredible act like just like yeah everything everything. I think he was like a some kind of uh army person too, did something big in the army as well.
1: That sounds familiar cuz I think oh that sounds familiar cuz I think he did. I think when he did his masters in fine arts, like his English masters, I think that was maybe on the GI bill. I could be wrong though. I but that sounds
0: well, like somebody fact check us <laughs> somebody needs to fact check that but
1: you know i mean he was a highly i mean he was a great writer but then he, he like went back and and did did the education piece too because he just i guess loved it that much
0: mm-hmm. yeah so when you write do you is it like over a long period of time do you edit as you go? Do you write really quickly and then edit later? What's like the writing process for you?
1: Yeah. So there's a little bit of both of those two things. I, whenever I get to write a whole song in one go, that's always fun. It happens sometimes, not Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, those songs, usually the ones that I write that are just like, it all spills out and comes together. Are usually a lot more emotionally driven ones, right? It's like something mm-hmm. that you're or that I'm I'm processing or working through that's like, I don't know how else to say it or deal with it. So here's the song. Um, so those are usually the heavier ones, yeah. I would say are the the ones that come all at once. The ones that are more story driven or more imagery driven, lyrical at like some, you know, a a moment that I'm trying to capture or a feeling that isn't that just, you know, that I have to get this out right now, but this, this more ethereal or harder to access or feel feeling. Those are the ones that is like the chorus and the first verse emerge. And then they have to wait a while to find their siblings. Um, so I, I have both on paper and, you know, like a Google drive file, of, and, and the voice memos on my phone too, of just like things and ideas and moments that come to me that I'll write out or hum out and and try and capture. And then those go in the unfinished folder. Um, and then whenever I have a moment and I'm feeling like, I really wanna write something, I wanna, I wanna get some images down, then that's where I go. I go to that unfinished folder can pull, you know, click through and see, you know, what do I have? Flip through the notebook, listen to some voice memos. And what I love about that approach, I also, I have a whole document too that's like not necessarily a verse or a chorus or like more solid full pieces, Mm -hmm. but are just like this image or this sentence, this idea. Mm -hmm. And so that's like my random thoughts page. And what I love about that is that for me, I've found that a lot of times those images or thoughts or these really random ideas. Once I start seeing them all kind of in a document in a space where it's like this one and this one and this one, then you start to see the story that's Mm -hmm. emerging from those kind of disparate moments that you were having. And you were just like, Oh, like this feeling or that moment. And you realize like, Oh, there's a thread there. And like, this is one song. It just, it just came over time and so I think that's that's always really fun and I actually those are kind of my favorite ones because I learned something about me Mm -hmm. too and I think that's kind of special I think that's one of the special things for me about songwriting is I learn I learn what I'm thinking Mm -hmm. and that's really helpful because yeah. I think every human struggles with that. It's just like, where am I in space and time? And what am I feeling? And what's what's the goal? What's the point? What am I trying for? What am I moving towards? And so the, those little snippet snippets coming together and showing me like, this is the story that I'm feeling right now. And this is where it's coming from. Those are really fun. Those are yeah. really fun ones.
0: Um, have you Have you been to Folk Alliance before?
1: I haven't, but I'm going in February. February, I'm super thrilled. Um, I, I've thought about, you know, becoming a member and doing all these things, but Mm -hmm. up until quite recently, I was, I was really in the like nine to five grind. And so it was hard to envision, you know, having a whole week to actually delve into music and do that. So I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm going in February and, I'm also super, super grateful to have received one of their first timer scholarships. Okay. So I'll I'll be there and um trying to yeah, organize all the like private showcase rooms and all mm-hmm. these things and, and really excited to just meet more people and and be more in the community because I've always okay. been like, I would have, hi. I, okay, I'll try again next time. <laughs> so, so I'm really excited for that. I think it's gonna be a blast.
0: You have to pace yourself because those four a.m. mornings will tire yeah. you out. But uh, what
1: the schedule is wild.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, like the the daytime stuff starts at like you know ten or eleven, but nobody actually gets up till like one. You yeah. Know? But uh, yeah, one of the things they do is they'll do like a, one of those uh, songwriting, um, like where they throw out like a word, and you have like couple of days to write a song. And then you can kind of share the song with the group and stuff. Those are those are pretty cool. Um, several of my friends got like actual songs out of doing that. Cool. But those are those are fun. And uh, you know, kind of going off of, like what you were saying with writing the um the all the different phrases down, it's fun to sometimes challenge yourself in that way. Like I, I wrote a song on my new record, um, that I was like, Okay, I want it to be under 60 words how can I make this happen? You know?
1: Interesting.
0: Um, and I, I got that from Willie Nelson's one of my heroes. I, I'm wearing a Willie Nelson. Oh, I love it. Right now, but he's one of my heroes. And, um, he, he did things like that, like where he would challenge himself to like 40 words or 50 words or something like that in a song. That's interesting. How can you make it interesting with like such a limited word? And I like songwriting challenges like that. Cause sometimes you actually get a good really good song out of it and sometimes you don't but you get a really good idea good for another exercise, yeah it's yeah. a great exercise yeah yeah what's your kitty's think, name
1: this is tiny cat i think i tiny was just cat. saying i think i'm gonna have to make him get down because i can hear the purring coming through the microphone which <laughs> is cute but i think you gotta go that this is tiny he's a little gremlin and for everyone
0: listening uh he's a black yeah, cat
1: he is he is. He's a sweet boy. Um yeah, that's it. I've never, that's an interesting, I haven't done that. That that would be fun.
0: Yeah. You yeah, I'm I also
1: th- kind of curious to just count the words in my song since I've never done that either. Like, how many words do I usually use?
0: That'd be interesting. Well, I, I can be wordy. So it was more of a challenge of can I not be wordy? You know? Okay. Um, can I get the point across that I want to make where I have a limit where like nope, yeah. 60. Cut this down. You can't say that. How can you say this in less words? Um and yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun exercise. But uh yeah, learn that some of that stuff from folk alliance, you know. So word of the day, go write a song. Some cool. Fun stuff. Um, Very cool. Well, where can everyone hear your music?
1: Oh, everywhere they get music. Um, even so that's one of the funny things about. Delving in to all of this stuff as you, there are so many streaming platforms out there that I have never <laughs> even heard of, but listen, my distribution partner, CD baby, they put it on all of them and I'm just like, okay, I've never heard of Yaxi, but that sounds great. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Rolling with it. Um, so I, it's also, I do have it on Bandcamp, which mm-hmm. Bandcamp is such a great partner for independent musicians because they really you know you just get get way more out of Bandcamp than you do out of the bigger, you know, streaming platforms. So Bandcamp on my website tennyrain.com um of course on Spotify and Apple Music and 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 everything else, Pandora, Amazon. It's out there and I'm excited and
0: yeah. Any physical copies or
1: not of these. I yeah. do have physical copies of my EP Heart in Tennessee that I released in 2020. Those are mostly right now just available at shows. Mm-hmm. Um, because I haven't quite figured out all the, you know, where are the best places to have your merch store, because there's so many options right? You can do the Shopify through Spotify or you can have one on your own website and then then they can all be different items. And so that's, that's a hard thing Mm -hmm. for me because I, I don't like stuff. Um, But merch is a really important way financially for independent artists to survive. So I, I struggle with that on a, just like an emotional level of like stuff but also I'd like to be able to record more music so maybe I should have stuff for people <laughs> I, li- I literally so, have still a working on
0: closet that. like I have an entire closet dedicated to all the merch that I have because yeah
1: <laughs> it's it's wild it it really can be overwhelming um but yeah everywhere you listen to music um and, and excited to be, you know, on these just digital right now, hopefully someday again, uh, a full kind of winter holiday mix album.
0: Next but, September in the fall. Yeah. Gonna be well, no, a-
1: it'll be, it'll be, di- it won't be holidays next fall. I, I'm going to have to string that out. I think, <laughs> um, it'll be, it'll be more autumn autumn focused next fall, but I'm excited to, it's, One of the things that's really interesting, I don't know if you've, I I didn't see any holiday music in your discography as I was listening through,
0: but, um, no, I, I have written some holiday songs in old bands, but, uh. Yeah, the gospel and the and the Christmas stuff will come eventually whenever I yeah. have more fans to
1: <laughs> Yeah, to to sell it to. But I yeah. what's been so interesting with the holiday ones, and I didn't think about this in the recording process. I was just like, oh, like this is gonna be fun because these are mine. They're they're about my vision of the holidays, what I enjoy, what I hope for. But it's also it's kind of weird on it on a different level than just normal music of like, hey, like I hope you enjoy this and listen to it. It's like, hey. I want to be a part of this like really intimate family space that is your holidays. (laughs) That's a very different thing. And so that's been an interesting thing to, to realize. And like, I really didn't think about it until, you know, Cozy Inside just released. And I was like, Oh, this is different than other music because this is part of a, a family space and like a tradition. And like, Mm -hmm. am I, it, it was one of those weird like imposter syndrome moments, right? Where you're like, am I good enough to be in that space? Um, so I, I do hope that people enjoy them and I'll, I'll be so honored to be a part of any, any holiday <laughs> that I am, that I am through the music. It's, it's fun. It's really
0: fun. <laughs> okay. Final question. And then we're sure. about to run out of time, but um, hot cocoa or eggnog, what's your holiday drink?
1: Oh, so or after, Is
0: there a third party?
1: There's a third party, Will. I love holiday nog, um, which I can't really find around here because it's a Brahms thing that I've only found like in Arkansas, Texas, Missouri, like out out Midwest area. But holiday nog, I love. I like the seasonings of eggnog, but I don't like how thick it is. So holiday nog. (laughs) Well, so, but I don't like, I don't like adding Um, like whiskey or brandy or rum to it I just want to drink it and so holiday nog is it's still thick but it's just like it's basically heavy cream instead of like eggs it's just like condensed down milk and it's delightful and Brahms Mm. has the best they also have holiday nog ice cream and we so that's one of the things like my, my partner, Jonathan, who plays the bass for me, his family's from Missouri and we always go back to Missouri for Christmas. And that's like a non-negotiable, like we go to Brahms and we get holiday nog and holiday nog ice cream and it's delightful.
0: Okay. Everybody's got to look it up.
1: (laughs) It's delightful.
0: Thank you so much for uh, coming out and stopping by and uh, good luck with your holiday stuff. Everybody go put it on your Christmas playlists or holiday playlists. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Thanks so
1: much, Will. It was so much fun to chat, and I appreciate you making the time for it.
0: No problem.